Hi there, Catsuit. Hi there, Nookie. Wait, I wasn't expecting you right now. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and tell everyone about our event coming up Valentine's weekend. You mean the three-day education and social event focusing in on dating and relationships for kinky folks called the Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event? We've got great speakers lined up, including me. Yeah, also Lexi Silver, Zach Budd, Unruly Nerd Girl, and I'll even be presenting a four-hour workshop. Don't worry, it's in two parts about how to defuckify your dating and create a profile and a life that weeds out what you don't want and attracts what you do. Registration is open now. And the first 500 people get in free, so don't hesitate. Get registered at datingkinky.com slash dating dash love dash event. It's a great opportunity to learn from the people you love about the people you hope to love. I know it's on my Valentine's Day calendar. Chocolates are optional. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun conversation about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want a look into the beginning of traditional and non-traditional relationships from first impression to the messaging that finally wins people over. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, and as this is the final episode of the year 2020, let's hope the next year brings the dreams and the sense of normalcy back to us all. We all dream of those hugs, those cuddles, those scenes, and those connections that make us the people we are. We're 14 episodes into this journey and we've developed quite a following, but I could really use some help getting the word out about our show. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review our show. We want others to discover what we do. Also, please subscribe on the outlet of your choice. We are on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, in addition to Apple and Google Podcasts, and we hope to bring on more outlets in 2021. If you have a chance to follow us on social media, please do. We are on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1. That is WhatWomenWantP and the number one. On Instagram, it's WhatWomenWantPodcast. And on FetLife, we're at WWWPodcast. Let's make this community rock in the new year. On this episode, we speak with two trans women to discover their journey and the challenges that being trans bring to their search for companionship, kink, and connection. Van is a proud, nerdy, kinky trans woman that resides in the capital of Canada. 
She has been on HRT for almost three years and has had quite the journey from personal friendships to even her family and forming a close relationship with her current partner. It has been over a year since joining the kink lifestyle and she's been learning more about it and more about herself in any opportunity she can. It has helped her grow for the better for herself and to the people she has close to her. Veronica is a kinky lesbian trans woman from the Great White North who enjoys a wide variety of music, tea, and long walks on the beach. She was introduced to kink almost two years ago and has loved what it has taught her about trust and communication. Let's find out how their path to this point has gone so far and what is ahead as we find out what these two women and wonderful humans want. It's the first five. Van and Veronica, we start with the first five. Five questions about firsts. And Van, I will start with you. Best way to make a first impression? Um, honestly, just be yourself. Or like I like I'm known for my dad jokes, so I'll just say like some great dad jokes and everything, stuff like that. Veronica, how about you? Um, well, like, I, I guess it depends if it's, like, online or in person. But I guess online, if someone has, like, a profile, like, you share something in common, like, talking about that, like, being kind of flirty, but not, like, overly flirty, I found that's been good. Yeah. First time you realized you were a little different. I need to think uh, about this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, I want to say when it's back when I was a wee little boy, um, I always knew I uh, like I was kind of different back in like public school and everything, just because um, I always acted differently, acted weird and just shit like that, and I'm just like, ah, oh. and now I'm like, here I am, deal with it, bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that like um. I feel like I was just like more sensitive than other kids and like like better friends with like girls as a kid and then you like learn these rules about like oh you're supposed to be friends with like guys like girls have cooties um and yeah I guess like overcompensating and like from like not to like not get bullied to like try to become like a comedian and like trying so hard to fit in with like other guys like trying harder than like other people yeah first time that you felt in the right place as a girl um for me it was probably probably my first like kinky scene to be honest um i felt like super affirmed with like the play partner i was with like just just like the thing she did and like the way she like pulled my hair and the way I was being held felt like really personal and like yeah I was like I 100% like don't feel like a guy and I feel like super like um comfortable and like validated yeah I want to say it's it's in multiple different times like it was in different stages for me of how um well, today was a big one. So I actually saw in my visa that 
the government had charged me for my name change. So that means like my name change is it's official. It's done. It went through. So I don't have the papers yet, but I'm just like, Oh, congrats. Though. Thank <laughs> you. Awesome. Thank you. I'm just like, I'm, I'm still in shock, but I'm just like, Holy shit. It, it feels amazing. But, uh, but like the first time when I was called by my preferred name, like in person by someone that I really cared about, um, actually passing for the first time, like out, uh, you know, just, just stuff like that. It's all the small little stuff that yet were just helped validate me and, um, make me feel like my true self to say. Ben, I'll start with you on this one because I'm sure you have an interesting story, perhaps. First time you received an unsolicited dick pic and your reaction to it. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I forget the first time I got one, but just basically whenever I get one at, at first, I'm just like, yeah, could you not? Or, um, or just now I'm just like, since I'm in a relationship with a woman, whenever people send me unsolicited dick pics, I'm just like, wow, cool. Thanks. You're reinforcing that I'm gay. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, like stuff like that. Um, and just, I, I, I'm trying to remember when. I got the first one. What about you, Veronica? Like, I'm pretty sure you've gotten some and everything. Like, um, I actually, I don't know if I have, but um, no. <laughs> message from men on FetLife and their profile picture is, I'm ho- uh, hopefully their own dick. <laughs> yes that actually leads me so what i have it stated in my fat profile i'm like listen if if you just mainly have your dick in your profile you're you're gonna get a block even if you mm-hmm. even like one of my photos or whatever i'm just nope no no so some people call me weird for that but i'm like listen i just know what i want and it's i'm not i'm not on fat for the dick yeah i feel like it's like if you if that's your like aesthetic like uh, some people are into that but you know like it's gonna turn off a lot of people exactly (laughs) and and, yo listen a lot of women don't really want a dick pic it this leads beautifully into my next question first time you had to block somebody and why Uh... how long do you have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a one-hour show normally <laughs> oh like sure i guess it's like before like i even joined fat life just like friendships that were unhealthy like i had like a friend who displayed like a personality trait like wanted me to like feel sorry for him in a very specific way if i didn't like react the way he wanted he would get upset with me and that was like very like unhealthy i'm like hey like i'm trying my best to be supportive but like i'm not like as like compassionate as you'd like which was like i felt like i was being pretty compassionate um i'm sorry but like that's on you like (laughs) and i i guess like on fat just people who have i don't like like the sissy like talk 
and I, I had I had it in my profile for a long time, but I was like, yeah, like I tend to block those type of people or people who like message you expecting that you're like talking to you like you're in a dynamic already. Like that's like a big turnoff for me. I, I I'm with you there, uh, girl. Cause well, honestly, it was it wasn't fat. I actually blocked um, back when I cared a lot about Facebook and everything. Um, I actually blocked one of my brothers. It's just um, horrible, horrible relationship with him. And it's a lot of trauma that I'm dealing with. Yay. Um, like my girlfriend says, spicy childhood. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I don't talk to him anymore uh, yeah. for now. Um, but yeah, no, um, that it's just... Uh, uh, just a lot of shit with him and everything. I blocked him, and I've been happier ever since uh, deleting him. But also in regards to what uh, Veronica said about like the the sissy talk and everything. So when I first entered the king scene and everything, I was so uncomfortable with that term. I was hella uncomfortable. It made me physically uncomfortable. Um, but now talking to people that have that identification and everything, I'm just like I'm a lot cooler but i'm still not cool with that type of talk uh, happening and people sliding into my dms of uh, just saying since i am saying i am a switch on that people saying like oh how would you like um me to be your uh little sissy uh, miss and i'm like hold up pump the brakes please because like <laughs> no it's that's absolutely disgusting oh yeah but also block like I guess, uh, hyper-racist people. You know, like, I'm like, I don't get in fights with people in comments, but, like, if you're going to message me after, like, a little Facebook disagreement and say something super racist, like, obviously I'm going to block you, you know? Yep, yep. (laughs) That's just blocking the person, and that's very disturbing that you ever have to do that for a person just being a bad person, and that's, that's awful. What is your fantasy? Do you have a secret? We all have sexual fantasies or secrets. That's what my show is all about. My name is Nikki, and I'm the host of In Bed with Nikki. In this show, it's all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from my emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we will explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. Often, this is the very first time they've told anyone else about them. You can find In Bed with Nikki on Podchaser, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and anywhere else you find your other favorite podcasts. And remember, for every problem, there is a solution. And I happen to call it an orgasm. And until next time, enjoy. Realizing that you're polyamorous can be a wonderful insight. The Polyamory Dating Guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you. This book includes a variety of sections on poly-specific dating, such as navigating online dating with a review of poly-specific dating sites and how to make a profile that works. Real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find polyam people and how to make a positive impression, how to date as an existing couple, and if you should. 
dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com. This is what women and other wonderful humans want. Presented by Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. Time now to find out a little bit more about the two of you. Mm -hmm. Van, I'm going to start with you. If there was a set of labels that were put on you, what would they be to identify you to the general public? Knowing that I absolutely hate <laughs> labels, but um, there's a reason I'm asking. Um, I'm curious as to know why you're asking, but um, honestly, the ones that mainly come to mind are honest, kind, sweet, mama bear as fuck. Um, and just like, I don't know a proper label for this, but I just don't give a fuck about some things. I'm just like, yeah, that's about it, really. Right. Okay. Are you talking like personality traits or like identifying <laughs> like labels? That That's interestingly enough. <laughs> uh -huh. That's kind of what I'm talking about in this question, because I asked Van simply, mm -hmm. how would you identify yourself? What labels would you give yourself? And Van went in that direction, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Some people will say, give yourself labels and identify yourself, and they will absolutely go into cis, trans, gay, straight, poly whatever and yeah. it really tells me a lot about how you see yourself oh okay by asking that and veronica it's okay that you ask the question back because i i think it gets to the root of why i asked the question that's okay. how really good how do you identify <laughs> yourself veronica well like how i self-identify and like how much i let the general public know uh, to me are like two different things because like I, I identify as like trans, lesbian, Jewish. Um, those are like the big ones, but like you know, they're all things that like you. Know, I'm selective about who I share with, like especially at work. I'm just gonna like I have like like a large work environment where I don't like n know people a certain well. Like there's a select group of people I know. But even, like, since I'm new there, I'm not just going to be like, hey, like, I'm lesbian, you know, <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just, it's just complicated to a lot of people who don't, first, a lot of people have never met a trans woman. Um, a lot of people are confused about those two identities intersect or think they can intersect, like, being trans and being lesbian. And then, like, because, uh, yeah, just knowing about the history of anti-Semitism, I'm like, not everyone needs to know I'm Jewish. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So it's but, layer but, on top of layer on top of layer there. Yeah, but and like I mean, as far as personality traits, I would say like I, I like hope I'm funny, but people have told me I like I'm compassionate and a good listener too. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Van, give me a and I know you can't wrap it in so i'll call it a reader's digest version of how you realized that you weren't a cis male okay oh oh 
I this is actually a really good question I got um, uh, when I first came out and everything. So uh, I always throughout my life I always knew something was missing and like like uh, I I knew who I was but not fully. Like I knew these are my traits. I know I'm nerdy, geeky, all that jazz. But still, something was missing. Like I felt empty, and so. Uh, just carried on with my life when I donated bone marrow that void got filled but then went away when I donated stem cells same thing it got filled but went away I partially knew who I was there until when I was about just freshly turned 22 before I went to go work at Disney um thank you (laughs) it I applied drunk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyways oh yeah i was pissed drunk at three o'clock in the morning and applying um and i worked uh anyways um uh, just the idea not the idea but just the thought got into my head because i saw one thing on reddit of how it's like this person posted of what they were before uh, no it was the question was if your six-year-old self your 15-year-old self and you're like 26 year old self we're all in a room together what would happen and one person said um six-year-old me would be too busy picking their nose 16 year old me would be confused and slightly turned on as to why i have tits and then 26 year old me would be like it's okay and then they (laughs) went in the further on in the comments like yeah i'm trans and they posted a photo of like pre-transition and after i'm like holy shit they look hell of a lot uh happier so the idea popped in uh to my head and i thought about it hard and then just like i I don't know the problem veronica correct me if i'm wrong but like the proper terminology is like i came out to myself or i realized or like i don't know Mm -hmm. what the fuck i think Um, it's different and a lot of people don't like a lot of people think like every trans person is like knew 100 percent like when they were a kid exactly Mm-hmm. like what, what they wanted to be but yeah sorry continue oh no thanks it's okay uh it's just i i still don't know the proper terminology mm-hmm. um but so like it, it's that big empty void that i had in my life basically went away it went away the moment uh not the moment but like after when i'm like i guess i'm trans and like it like that it was it was it was gone i was much happier uh even uh, like uh, pre-hrt i was a lot uh happier um but not happy uh happy to the point i was when on hormones and everything um so that's like a good reader's digest of it all veronica how about you is there a time when you understood that this was going to be your journey i'd say there's a um certain factors <laughs> that clouded it like um i was raised like in a different religion and um it was quite strict and so like the understanding of gender that i had was very limited my only exposure like in the 90s to like any sort of trans women was like kind of as a joke on like these talk shows like i don't know if you remember sally Mm -hmm. and like maury they had these like quote-unquote joke episodes where they would line like i'm guessing like trans women up like cross-dressers and like masculine looking women and they'd be like is this a man or a woman and like the audience would like burst into laughter and they'd 
be like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually like a woman. But like the joke, it's like if you're a trans woman, like you're a woman, like now, you know, like at least that's what it, like well, like always. But like there's more of an understanding about it now, whereas before it was like a joke, um, in popular culture. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I remember as a kid, like being fascinated with like the way my mom like put on makeup, and again, like have being like having like closer friendships with women before it wasn't like socially acceptable Mm -hmm. and just like trying out like different styles and people were like are you gay like if I had to do something like wear like pink pants or like that didn't fit in like a strict like masculine I'd be like yeah like I I don't think I'm gay but like this whole like gender like adhering to gender roles like doesn't feel necessary or like right but like I didn't know you could actually transition and be happy and it like wasn't a joke really until like when the punk singer like Laura Jane Grace came out I'm just like I'm looking at her book because it's on my shelf and my reaction to it because of my religious upbringing I was like hey you can't just like do that and then like I did some serious soul searching and like what what really like hit home to me is that like she talked about this experience of gender dysphoria feeling like disconnected from yourself and like I felt that but I always thought that was just like yeah that's adulthood like you you it's like life is suffering and just like deal with it like every adult has to deal with it but like after going on HRT and feeling more comfortable with myself um yeah it's like oh yeah I guess like I'm a trans woman and a lot happier but it was a gradual process of accepting myself so yeah Veronica, this is the first time we've had an opportunity to talk. Van and I have known each other through a wonderful online munch that the folks at Off the Cuffs uh, present every Friday. And I'm very grateful to them for doing that, not only because it helped me make my community bigger, Mm -hmm. but it also enabled me to have some amazing relationships and friendships with people that I haven't physically been around a lot yeah van and i became friends and i don't know van if you've ever heard the complete catsuit story but it basically started when my parents didn't give me the talk oh Mm -hmm. because they didn't give me the talk the first few times i achieved an orgasm was while I was watching Batman and seeing Batgirl and Catwoman. And then there was also another show called The Avengers uh, with a woman by the name of Emma Peel. Mm -hmm. And so this was imprinted on my brain before I even knew that I was having an orgasm. So you understand how that can change a person. Now I'm going to take it one step further, which I have not talked about on this show. Oh. And that is, I, I started gravitating to trying on tights and trying on women's leotards. This was back in the late 70s, early 80s, when, when leotards and tights were what women would go exercise in. And of course, it's the same thing that Catwoman would wear. It sure was a cat suit. Same thing with Batgirl. And I actually visualized myself as a damsel in distress and enjoyed wearing those clothes because it put me in a sexual mood. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I actually would add 
fake breasts where I would take a bunch of rolled up socks and create fake breasts. But there wasn't any body dysmorphia, although I dreamed of the day when I could be able to grow up and, and sleep in my leotards and tights or sleep in my cat suit and it would feel really good. Never once did I have the feeling that I wanted to transition at all. Hmm. But when I play, I will place fake breasts on me and I will put myself in the mindset of a woman being topped. And what makes that so interesting is that I have been to a number of therapists and a couple of them have said, John, you have one of the more androgynous brains we've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. Because I've always hung around with women. I have a lot of trouble with making men friends. And it's always been this gentle side of me where I tend to think that I think more female than I do male most of the time. But I'm very much a cis male. I am not attracted to guys in the least. I have never had any feeling of wanting to do that at all. And I've never had the feeling of wanting to transition to being a woman because I'm very happy being a man. Mm -hmm. But you can see how complicated that can be and why these, these conversations fascinate me so much because I know that at one point I probably could have said, you know, maybe I do want to be a woman and that's what I'm feeling. But instead, my brain said, no, you're a guy. You know what you want. You still have these fantasies about other things, but that's why a lot of times my scenes are totally changed now because I don't associate scenes with sex all the time now. Mm -hmm. They used to be totally associated with sex. It would be a, as a means to having an orgasm, but now it's about being in the moment. So I wanted to share that. And Veronica, obviously, this is all new to you. But man, I wanted to share that with you Thank so you. you can understand why I ask the questions that I ask. No, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Because you are honestly one of my first trans friends. And so mm -hmm. I, that's another reason why this episode was so important for me to do, because I'm trying to understand. And I also think that if the general public can understand these wonderful humans that are around us, that things will be a lot better. And that's why I wanted to make sure I did this. Oh, that that's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That That's really awesome of you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I wasn't trying to, uh, trying to get positive vibes, but I will absolutely <laughs> take that. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Cause like if people, I don't know, some people think like if you have, one experience with gender like oh you're trans but there's like a lot of other paths that are like valid you know so mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. actually took an off the cuffs broadcast where or a podcast where a person was talking about superhero fetishes and things like that and i asked in the questions about the fact that I like to play as a woman and the gentleman really brought up an interesting concept that I had never thought of. And that is, he said, you want to 
you don't necessarily want to be a woman. You want to be desired. And that rang a huge bell. Hmm. That by being in a in a female mindset and a female form that it made me feel desirable as opposed to feeling female and in my male self and in my dating life i very rarely have felt desired mm-hmm. huh. was it think- dick that said that no mm-hmm. it was it was a gentle, I can't remember the, the guy on the episode, but it was a great answer. And it opened my eyes to understanding. And honest, honestly, it helped me to not be so ashamed of catsuit and be more happy to be catsuit. And that's, mm. that's kind of what led to a lot of my ability to just be out there as a, as a king friendly person and show up and, any place wearing my cat suit and being very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, I was just going to say like, for me, like gender and being desired, like as that gender, it's like kind of my experience and something that took me a while to put my finger on. Cause I remember before I transitioned, I was seeing someone and even like the way, like they touched my chest, like before I had like breasts and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like someone like being attracted to that part of my body. And then like, it took me a while for like to put two and two together, you know, but it was like more like six and two, I guess, like what a factor. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Cause for me, um, it was, it was more so I, well, like I said, it was always that void, whatever shit. Um, mm-hmm. but whenever, um, not a lot of people know that. Well, I, I have openly talked about this. Um, so when uh, majority of the times when I was um, having sex with a partner in the past, before I, uh, before I was trans, I always, in my mind, I always imagined I was the female aspect mm. of like the one being penetrated and everything and then I don't know if that could potentially fall under the sense of the desire and everything and then there would be other times where I'd just be thinking like man I really want fucking tits or like <laughs> um, just like man uh fuck I don't want this fucking appendage in between my legs I mm. don't want any of this stuff and so so wow well, I just went on a little rant I'm so sorry um understood yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I deal with some of the same things in that in this female mindset, my fascination with a woman's orgasm is off the charts. So uh, that actually, uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, Veronica, but I know for me, Orgasming is completely different when I'm HRT. Mm-hmm. So before pre uh, pre transition, it was whenever like I was coming and everything, it was all focused down there, all in one spot, all down mm-hmm. there and everything. Now there will be times where I don't even physically finish, 
but literally my whole body is convulsing in just pure bliss joy like mm. my knees are sh- uh, my legs are shaking and and I'm and know it I'm totally okay with that because I'm just like mm-hmm. and it's it's and so instead of that one directed location of where I was feeling that sense of pleasure it's now across my body and I find that shit is absolutely amazing of just like (laughs) what HRT is able to do to your body Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like that that's my experience I can't speak on behalf of every other trans woman out there um so that's why like Veronica you may have something different yeah for me it's it's sort of like you ever get if you've done edibles like and you like hit you like hit like a wave it kind of feels like that sometimes and and i never had that before so like i really like that better when that does happen you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right i've never experienced edibles i will just take your word for it (laughs) as we are taping this episode a very famous person has announced that they are trans in that Ellen Page is now known as Elliot Page mm-hmm. and announced uh, the transition officially. There had been lots of rumors that either Ellen was a lesbian or that there was certain ways that she acted when she was Ellen and now is coming out to the world as Elliot Page and is still going to be Vanya in Umbrella Academy. That is not going to change, but what is changing is their identification. And this is where it gets very difficult for me because I'm remembering the actress that I saw when Mm -hmm. talking with Lee Harrington on an episode earlier this month, I talked about the fact that I had grown up watching Bruce Jenner. And so it was very difficult for me to understand Caitlyn Jenner because my my memory was that of Bruce Jenner winning the decathlon because I was actually in the stadium when Bruce Jenner won the decathlon. Mm-hmm. Now, through Lee's beautiful explanation, and I'm wanting your opinion on this, both of you. Okay said that a great way to look at it is that a person is not their job their entire year, but when you think their entire life, but when you think of them, you might think of what they identify with you most. Meaning if a person, for example, I was in the television business for 35 years. I now work in a call center. Do people think of me as a television producer? Nobody says, oh yeah, you work in a call center. You're that TV guy. And when you think of it that way, it's a lot easier to understand. So what I'd like to know from both of you is, as people are trying to understand your journey, what has been the biggest challenge that you have had and I dare say convincing or explaining or having them understand what you have gone through to get to where you are now? Um, It's hard, especially meeting new people. 
like if you're like I said like being in a work environment I had to be selective like because a, a lot of the timing because of like the uniform I have to wear and like how I have to tie my hair the fact is like people perceive me as a man you know a lot of the time and that can be like uncomfortable in certain spaces um but more, as far as more like people I know I'd say like the initial part of people you're really close with, like you said, like having an idea and being like, well, I never noticed like anything like different about you. Like you seem so like normal and like happy as a man. Um, but like, I don't know. It's like, I, I see what you're saying. And like, even with dating, whew, like people get attached to a version they think you are. But you just got to realize, like, that soul searching, it's like the, the person has gone through so much and is, like, knows who they are, like, pretty solidly at that point. Like, they've gone through the whole process. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, like, what I'm saying with that. Just, like, like try to empathize that, like, this person knows themselves more than, like, somebody else you know <laughs> for me it was I've realized I don't know if this may be something different of what you're trying but to me this is what I came up with mm -hmm. the further you are in your transition I find the the easier it is to explain to people because those people that you meet further on in your life see you as the real true you Whereas people that you've known for X amount of time in your life, they've seen your like, quote unquote, happy self, mm -hmm. but then now they're seeing your true self. And so, and so for me, I've had it where um, I've, I, I, I'm still in contact with some friends I've had since grade one or grade two. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, I'm kind of drifting away from them because I've come to the conclusion that even though they validate me in my transition, they still address me by my preferred name, proper pronouns, and all that jazz, but I still feel that they see me and treat me as my old self of who I was, and from where I am now, I'm completely changed. And so doing that, it, uh, I've realized it's a lot more difficult dealing with that as to what I said, the people that you meet further on, they're like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. And then, and also I've learned, you don't owe it to explain it to anyone. Mm -hmm. So for example, Veronica, she chooses who she wants to come out with. Me, I'm just like, Fucking take it or leave it. I don't give a shit. I don't have time for this shit. Um, and honestly, mad respect to her. Mad respect to you for doing that because I find that is a lot more challenging for keeping track of like, you know, who you want to tell uh, and everything. So like I said, mad respect to you, girl. Um, and, and yeah, it's just you choose who you want to come out to you choose who you want to explain to and if someone asks you a question about like this once again you choose if you want to explain it or not mm -hmm. so, so that's that's 
my five cents. I don't know if like that really answers your question, but that's what was mainly coming to my mind. I will try to use as gentle language as I can because <laughs> I don't want you to hate me. Mm -hmm. The first time I encountered you, uh -huh. I saw this funny human that was absolutely fascinating. Thank you. But my 57-year-old male persona was asking, do I dare ask? <laughs> because your personality is one that is so big and so alive and out there that it was hard to tell for me and thank God for people like Fall Bunny, who has been my amazing human pal under helping me understand non-binary you were helping me understand trans oh well i'm, I'm glad You're and welcome. so in looking back at this obviously education is what we're all about today because in order to understand you have to educate yourself mm -hmm. i can't go back and beat up myself saying well there's I actually thought uh, Van was a guy and I just didn't know. And now that I know that she's a woman and, and, oh gosh, I feel so bad. And what am I going to do? And, you know, I'd rather tell you up front exactly what was going through my mind because you have been able to open up this whole new world just by acting the way that you have. Thank you. And so I appreciate that. That's a thank you to you. Oh, and it's also well, you're very welcome. It's also a credit to you in that I saw you as funny first before I saw any gender. And that was what was important to me. This show is so much about messaging. And it's about how people create connections. Veronica, I will start with you on this one. Mm -hmm. What are the do's and don'ts of messaging you that will either grab your attention and grab your heart or make you run away very quickly? Oh, I want to say things like things that will make me run away very quickly is like turfy language, like turf. I don't know. Maybe a lot of listeners don't know what that means. Like, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So, like, uh, I guess the word, like, biological male or some way of, like, invalidating or putting, like, trans women below cis women. Um, but yeah, it's like trans identity is a little more, like, nuanced by that. And when people focus on, like, your assigned gender in order to invalidate it, um, to me, they're kind of, like, in, inseparable you know um i guess that that's like the main thing um i guess like having like the terminology is like good like i don't know a lot of times it's, it's it's like easier to say to people like oh i'm a woman instead of saying like oh i'm trans 
or I'm a trans woman if they ha if they don't a lot some people don't know what like trans is um so do's I guess would be just like asking someone's pronouns if they haven't like already told you and like don'ts would be just like assuming and then like asking for a correction after um I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank aside from that like van do you have something to add honestly well yes asking about your pronouns if if you're unsure but for me mm -hmm. i'm just smart so my main thing is treat treat me like a human fucking being yes i'm trans but i i i'm proud i'm trans but i i find i don't make it a staple of like hi i'm trans i'm just like hi i'm vans uh hi i'm van yeah um um i'm trans cool if you have questions i'm an open book ask me away but around that talk to me if you need like you know just talk to me treat me like a normal fucking human being because that's what us trans people want is we want to be treated like a human fucking being we want to be uh we're fighting so hard uh to be um in this uh normal society and everything um obviously like veronica said none of that turpy shit because then i'm just gonna like tell you you it's a shame you breathe the same air as me um sorry that was a little too that was a little too harsh i i will admit that um but it's just don't come at if you have questions don't come at uh, us with a malicious intent if you are genuinely curious come at me with an educational viewpoint and standpoint um come uh, like don't focus your whole conversation about us being trans because you may make me uncomfortable or someone else uncomfortable ask what they're comfortable of uh, what the other person is comfortable with um just like don't ask us about the state uh, status of our bits or whatever but you could just ask a general question of like hey, how far are you in your transition or just stuff like that? And then if they feel comfortable, the individual will tell you. I've had people that I've just met straight up ask me, like, yo, do you still have your dick? I'm like, listen, since it's like... Yo, do you? <laughs> it's like, listen, I'm waiting to eat the meat, okay? Uh, I love that saying. Um, but no, so... And this is my thing, depending on like who you are and like the vibe that I'm getting, I'll be honest, I'm like, yo, I still got it. Or it's like, mm, I'd rather not tell you. Um, so it, it just all depends. It all depends on the individual that you're talking to. Um, it all depends on like the intention of your questions. It, it, but overall, like I said, treat us like normal fucking human beings, please. That, that's all we want. That's the most thing that we want. We want to be treated as normal people and not some science project to someone or that weird person. Uh, just, yeah, we're humans. So be, the name of the show being What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, you just happen to be both. 
(laughs) (laughs) And that's one of the reasons why we do the show the way we do it. Van, is there anything you'd like to publicize as far as social media or any kind of things that you do that you want people to know about? So if people have questions that just like, just want to be like, hey, yo, what up? Or just like, send me dad jokes, please. Um, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, like I have a safe for work or a not safe for work account. Let's go with the not safe for work one. Um, it is herp.a.darp. So it's H-E-R-P dot A dot D-U-R-P. Um, hit me up on there. Shoot me a message. Um, same with my fat life. It's literally herp or derp, but no periods. Uh, just shoot me a message. Just say like, just let me know where you heard me or like, cause I'm like, who the fuck are you? Um, yeah. I'm starting to be like a little more um private like if you know someone you can like put them in touch with me directly or it's like talk to van and van will speak to me if it's specific (laughs) if that's cool absolutely (laughs) and that is a beautiful way to maintain your privacy but i will tell you veronica and Van, it has been a pleasure having you both on the show, and I have learned so much today, and I hope that our audience has as well. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I've been privileged to know Van for a while now, and she's one of my favorite people in the scene. It was a pleasure to get to know Veronica as well. And that brings to an end 2020 for the show. But we get 2021 started with a bang and a visit from an author that has unlocked the secrets of modern manhood. It's author Cleo Stiller, who has recently appeared on Michael Ian Black and Alan Alda's podcast. And she joins us on Tuesday, January 5th. Also coming up in January, it's Feel Sexy Again's author Erica Lemke burlesque star Kitty Cat DeVille, and later it's the host of Slip Into Something Uncomfortable in an amazing episode you can't miss. And in February, it's the elusive rubber creature named Vicky DeVica, and the founder of our presenting sponsor, Dating Kinky, and our show's announcer, Nookie Notes. As always, you can reach me at john at datingkinky.com. That's john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. And we remind you to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast outlet and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This is John, still known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope we can kiss 2020 goodbye and welcome a wonderful 2021 full of hopes and dreams. I hope I have earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.